pressing the red button. This is the bonus feature. It's a joint venture between myself and Front Runner Radio. I caught up with the excellent David Martin Jewell this week or last week, wherever week, I don't know. If you zoom out far enough, all weeks look the same. That's what we're doing right now, isn't it? We just zoom in right out. And yeah, we had a chat. He's put the whole thing up on his podcast. So what I'm going to do is this is kind of like the director's cut, except I'm not the director. I'm the, I'm the person who makes tea. Uh, well, I do more than tea. I do coffee as well sometimes. And sometimes I heat the milk. But this is kind of, I'm going to play our chat and I'm going to butt in on myself, which is very Philip K. Dick. It's getting me really excited. It's quite sci-fi. It's the most sci-fi I've ever felt. Uh, the whole podcast between me and me and Martin was done on Zoom, which is a little bit like shrinking your whole personality in, into the size of a postage stamp. And then you have to, you have like a stamp off. So he was a stamp, I was a stamp, and we had to outstamp each other. And the aim of Zoom, I think, is to reach the, the head stamp, which is the Queen of England. So I've got a few more levels to go before I am stamped the stamp against the Queen. So this is me and Martin having a chat. I will pop back in now and again on the journey to the Ritz and just, just let you know what's what, what I've been up to and... That was a bit weird. I looked out the window as I was talking to you and I made eye contact with a seagull. Hmm, strange. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining me on the bus. And um, it's a pleasure, Mr. Jimmy Watkins. An absolute pleasure. The, the, the problem is, I have no idea to begin with you, where to begin. <laughs> because I've just written down a few things that um, you've done or doing, and um, it's quite varied, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like a salad with radish in it. Did you it's know, unexpected. Right, something I've written down, right, is I, one of the reasons I like your podcast is because of, of those descriptions you use. I think they're brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. They are, they're brilliant. Um, and, and that's what got you to my attention. I, I forgive me, even though I work in running, I, I'd never heard of you, right? Um, yeah. And the, I, someone shared Megabus to the Ritz, and I thought, what a fantastic right. name. And uh, very quickly, we started following one another. Yeah. And then looking back, I think we both set up podcasts about, around the same time. Early yeah, January, totally, yeah. Early January yeah. this year. Um, and it, the way you do it is brilliant. Cool. Because it's you, your thoughts, and whatever you think comes out. <laughs> That's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Um, so for anyone who hasn't heard Megabus to the Ritz, over to you for a, a, a brief description. Right. The Megabus to the Ritz is... I'm a bus driver. On, and I'm driving a mega bus to the Ritz from any location. I'll pick you up from anywhere. Um, you get on the bus not feeling great. And as we drive to the Ritz, I don't even know how to get there. I'm not sure if we will get there, but I will try and get you to the Ritz. And on the journey, you will become the best version of yourself possible. 
due to my insane ramblings over the bus microphone. That's that is awesome. it. That's awesome. And I was thinking songs. I was writing songs for you as well. I was serenade you. <laughs> that's that's true actually. Um, do you do all the um, all the music and all the little yeah infill bits and all that? You do everything, do you? Oh, fair, oh, no, I don't. No, no, I don't. There's a lot of like stock stuff I can use um, on this website. It just gives you loads of like podcast stock, like all the jazzy stuff. That's okay. But anything that sounds like a band of zombies, that's me. Anything that's out of time, out of tune, tune is me. <laughs> right. <laughs> everything, everything that's musical is me. Oh, fair play. Um, what got you into podcasts? Um, lots of people. So last year was when I like started running again after I think it was maybe like five years of anything but running. Um, and I started just doing Instagram stories because it just seemed like the easiest way for me really to keep track of like any progress I was making. I didn't think I was going to make progress if I'm honest with you. I thought I'd do a week of running and that was it. So I, it was to egg myself on really. And people were just saying like, you need to do a podcast, do a podcast. And it just... I'm really not technical at all, and it just sounded like the hardest thing in the world to do. Um, and then, like a friend of mine, just he just told me how to do it. He said, "Look, it's dead easy. It's all you gotta do." Um, and I was thinking, right, it needs it needs a theme though. I need I need something that ties all these ideas together because, like you say, they're all they kind of all over the shop. They're about everything, running, music, anything. Um, and I went out for food with my parents on it might be New Year's Day. And they were telling me what they were doing on the weekend. And they said they were going to the Ritz. And I asked them how they were getting there. And they said, we're going on the Megabus. <laughs> so I just literally just came home and recorded it. I just recorded it. I, it was like, that is the title. That is what yeah. this running podcast is going to be called Megabus to the Ritz. And yeah, I said goodbye to them at the pub. Um, and it was the last time I was drunk as well. So it was like, yeah, beginning of the year. I had a few beers and I just came home and just did it. I just did it on my phone. Um, and like I held the phone to my ear as if I was having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I didn't have a microphone or anything then, so I literally just made a phone call to myself, and that was the first episode. It's um, it's amazing how easy, well, as you said, how easy it is to get into. How yeah, and there's like no rules. There's it's, yeah, it's, it's up to us. Yeah, totally. We, and I, 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 um, I put a podcast out yesterday. I did with a friend of mine. Um, he's a commentator. He's a race organizer and all these other things. And I found it was quite serious, uh, unintentionally, because it wasn't supposed to be serious. And I thought, yeah. right, I've got to get a balance. And thankfully, you said yes really quickly. <laughs> and, 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 and this gives this is the beauty of it, isn't it? We, we are kind of able. Yeah. We're able to, um, you know, uh, contact people, short notice, and just say, right, can you do this? Can you do it tomorrow? Can you do it today? And yeah. the next thing you know, four other people have joined us listening. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, my the first episode I had, like, I think it was the most listeners straight away. Like, it's kind of dwindled a bit because I think there's so much going on at the moment podcast-wise and... Um, I think because there were no races for me to talk about, I think people kind of lost interest a little bit because um, I had like a 27 mile challenge, which I did, which yeah. people were quite That was good, that was about. really good actually, that was really good. That was fun, I, I enjoyed, enjoyed that. watching that. Um, 
so I think yeah at, at the moment like I haven't done one for just over a week now because it's weird right this is this is my thinking behind it I, I do the podcast because in a way it helps me cope with something yeah. it helps me get stuff off my mind and um, I you know and I like to finish things like so you know like as a songwriter I like to finish an album but obviously an album takes like over a year to do so like a podcast for me is like I can spend an hour and I finish something and I put it out there and I, I feel like I've, I've ticked the box like in terms of doing something creative but at the moment like I feel that my because I'm spending so much time at home I'm really comfortable at home so I'm not com- I'm not coming back from work with all these worries and stuff or anything like that I'm just I'm so I'm so comfortable at home now I, nothing seems to bother me in the house yeah. so I haven't felt the need to do one it's when I go outside that I struggle now so that's why I've started doing running review videos okay um, it's weird it's like I'm, I just find I need to do a podcast when I'm unsettled and I need to get something off my chest but I'm like loving life at the moment just in the house with my boy all day so I've got <laughs> nothing to complain about do you know what bizarrely I'm also enjoying this lockdown um, yeah as, as, as disastrous as it all is I think everyone looks yeah. for that little bit of silver lining that they and mine is that's exactly yeah. what you just said I'm home with my kids and my wife happy days yeah 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 totally yeah. it's like it's like when have I ever in my life watched a cartoon with dinosaurs in it and eaten turkey shaped dinosaurs at the same time <laughs> I wouldn't have done it <laughs> I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for this lockdown <laughs> it's uh, brilliant yeah uh, um, um how was your little boy? You haven't done a song together for a while. We haven't. He's kind of, he's not giving me many lyrics at the moment. He's got I think a manager, he's isn't he? Again. Yeah, he's like, I don't know, man. I need to sort him up with some girls or something or just get him drinking. <laughs> <I think. laughs> the problem is, he knows what I'm doing now. Yeah. I think we only did like four or five songs. He knows the game now. so. Whatever we do, he starts singing the stuff he's already written. He's like, he's like Elton John. He's, he's just, he's just playing all the hits all the time. Uh, again, anyone listening to this, you've got to go and find these songs. Um, well, what was the first one? That was, did you, that's what you called yourselves, didn't you? That was after the first song you named him. The, the band. So yeah, it's a band with me and my three-year-old son. He writes the lyrics, uh, and we call it Number One Dinosaur. Number One Dinosaur, is it? And the first song we did was called Sun Bum Bum. Um, because he, I went up the garden and he was pointing at the sun laughing and he said Sun Bum Bum. So I think he thought the sun had his back turned to us, I don't know. So <laughs> we wrote a song called Sun Bum Bum. And then I think we did one called Giant Squid. Uh, and then we did Jelly and Jam, which is my favorite. Um, and then we've done, we've done a few, like Balloon Bungalow was kind of his idea. Yeah, he's he's a great writer. It's, it's like Lennon McCartney. That's <laughs> in, in their psychedelic days. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> when, they, when they were on the E numbers. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, right, as I said at the start of this, right, um, I didn't really know where to begin with you because yeah, um, you in fact have quite a few achievements under your belt. Yeah. In running, in music, um, possible movie star or movie being made about you, I've read this morning. Um, so, 
800 meters, 2006 Commonwealth Games finalist. World indoor finalist. World indoor finalist. Sorry. World indoor finalist. Was that the peak? No, that, no, that's. Was that the peak Go for on, you at sorry. the time? Was that the peak for you at the time of your running? Um, in terms of like, if I was gonna chat to a stranger, it's the first thing I'd bring up. Right. Um, but like for personal highlights, it, uh, it was like races which were better. Okay. I, it's weird. It's like when I look back at my running career, the, the kind of moments I relive for cherish are the ones where races felt really good, and they weren't necessarily big races, but just when running felt amazing. Um, but yeah, the world indoors in terms of like telling people that's that's the that's the hate highlight definitely. Yeah. Fair play. Um, Rockstar. <laughs> or do I say Rockstar? In inverted commas. Yeah, Rockstar. <laughs> in inverted commas. Yeah. The two bands, and I'm, I've I've I shouldn't admit this. I haven't listened to either of those bands because I wanted to speak to you first. Okay. So, um, Future of the Left, and th this is a great name, Vega Bodegas. That's the one, that's the one I'm in now. That's okay. the one I'm in now, yeah. So, um, so I used to be in Future So, you just gave up running and started fronting up this rock band. Yeah, I did. Um, I, fell, I fell out of love with running really, like really suddenly. Um, not long after the world indoors. Okay. Uh, I, I don't really know why. Um, I think a lot of it was due to the fact that like I ran the qualifying time and won the world's trials for the Commonwealth Games. So I didn't get picked. And at the time, because I was like 24, you, you feel invincible then, don't you? So yeah. I kind of, I didn't feel it affect me then. But as, as an adult now, when I look back, I think it really did like, I don't know, it, it caused some issues with me. It really put me off the sport in a way. Um, because one of the main reasons I started running was because I came from a rugby background and it was like a similar story. Like you think you're playing well, but you don't get picked for stuff. And I was like, well, if I run and I run, I think the boxes, I run faster than already, or I get qualifying times. You have to get picked. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. So I think that the Conwell snub definitely um, made it tough, but I didn't realize it at the time. So, do you think it was political why you weren't selected? Um, yeah. Is that too strong I, a word? Is that too strong a word? Sometimes you get the feeling that you're, you're not kind of, you don't take all the boxes. And I definitely had that feeling. Um, I don't know if a bit of it was because I went to school in England. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know. It's like, you 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 know, it's like, it's like a form of paranoia, isn't it? When yeah, you, when yeah, you see, absolutely. You, you think you're doing everything right and you're like well why you know why yeah. why aren't they going why aren't on that plane so um yeah it's just i I'm, I'm as you can see i'm like quite an unconventional athlete anyway and i've always always really been like this so i, I think that might have had something to do with it maybe maybe they just thought we can't take this guy to the other side of the planet <laughs> <laughs> we've, we ne we've never had a deportation let's try and maintain our record <laughs> <laughs> He's bad enough on a night out in Cardiff, we can't take him to the yet. Hello, it's me again. This is the present day that we've emerged from that chat four days ago to suddenly realise that we are still on the Megabus. And I just wanted to point something out. I said there that I ran the qualifying time and I won the trials for Commonwealth Games. 
I I I just missed out on the qualifying time, but by not much. I think it was 0 0.04 of a second on a handheld race in Barnes in London. The wonderful James Thee drove me down just to chase the qualifying time after I'd won the champs. So I was Welsh champion and I went to London and I did a race. Um, it was just me and him in it and I think there was a lady in there and we just we just did it and I ran just like I think it was 0 0.04 outside the qualifying time. So I just want to put that out there before people are saying, ah yeah but you just missed out on the qualifying time. The principle was there, I was Welsh champion and I, I showed that I was capable of running the time and I didn't go. Interestingly, James, I think he won his race and I think he might have set some kind of record down there and his prize was alcohol-free wine, which is what I'm drinking now as I'm driving the Megabus to the Ritz. So let's have a quick chat about running though because it's been a while since the last episode and I touched on that in that chat with, with um. Uh, David then why I'm not doing them at the moment it's just because I'm kind of I'm so relaxed and comfortable at home I don't want to upset the dynamics by <laughs> doing a podcast it's not it's, it's kind of like doing a podcast or being creative in the house to me is a bit like a gardener who turns all the soil over before planting stuff I feel like that and I just I got my wife here and my son here and I don't want to be in the living room digging it up just so I can find the right words or the right thoughts to get over to you so that is why I'm not doing a podcast at the moment because I'm just I'm happy I'm relaxed at home but what I have been doing is a little experiment where I've been listening to albums for the first time you might already be aware of this but I'll talk about it anyway because it's I'm, I'm loving it I'm absolutely loving it don't get me wrong I, my main job is still driving this mega bus to Ritz but this little thing I'm doing on the side is what I do is I get people to vote on one album that I haven't heard before so I put four up usually like I get a, a, a type of a, a genre to tie them all together and we do this vote and then the winning album oh lucky album I take it for a run and I film myself reviewing it so <laughs> At the moment, I've done uh, Spice Girls, Beastie Boys. I've done a Slayer one, Metallica, Soundgarden, Jimmy Eat World. Uh, I can't remember the last one I did. What was the last one I did? Uh, ah, no FX. And yeah, it's it's amazing because at this time, you, you see stuff on social media about now's the time for understanding people. <laughs> it's bringing people closer together. I've never had a problem with people. I'll talk to anybody. I have no problem with being nice to every other human being on the planet. I think that's what you should be doing anyway. My main problem is with genres of music. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know where it's come from. I've I've built this weird, like, snobbery, is that a word? But I feel quite snobbish towards other genres. So, like, metal, classic example. I, I've hated metal for years. I've not gone near it. I just, I just find the thought of it, like, it's just... I just... I'll be honest with you, it, it's... It's like t it's like turning an engine into a into a person and making a sing. It just it doesn't feel human to me. Well, it didn't until now. Um, and I did a Metallica review and a Slayer review, and I'm pretty much when I'm not doing these running reviews, I am running listening to Slayer and Metallica. <laughs> I am I am mad about metal. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. Is you know uh, talking about. Ah, uh, this this thing, this pandemic is is going to bring people closer together. It's going to spread compassion and understanding. That's cool. If you if you're the type of person who wasn't like that anyway, then you know what is wrong with you. Why weren't you like that before? But for me, I'm understanding different types of music. So check them out. They're all on YouTube and they're on the Running Punks website. I just run and just talk absolute nonsense over music I've never heard before. 
that is it for now. Let's get back in time in a little time machine and carry on the chat with, with David. See you later. Um, right, so the, the band then, so what was the transition from runner to frontman? Um, I kind of like, I've always been writing songs, I, I, I've always been interested in music, and I started a band with another runner uh, called Harry Jones. He's like super famous ultramarathon runner now, Harry Jones. Um, he did like the UTMB and stuff. And, okay. Yeah, so me, yeah, me and him started a band together, just two of us. Uh, and we played in pubs in Cardiff. And then we had another, like we, we had a bass guitarist then. And, and then my favorite band at the time was a band called Future of the Left. We did a few gigs with them, which is like amazing. Like just, I was just, I loved them. Like I, I can't describe how much I loved that band. So we did gigs with them and I just became quite friendly with them. And then next thing you know, I, I was asked to help write some stuff for like a side project with a singer and drummer. So I. Like I was like straight away, that's amazing. I'm gonna do that. So I did that, and then I just joined Future of the Left. Uh, so yeah, that happened really quickly. I think it happened, it happened within like two years of quitting running. I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it was quite a, yeah. So, I tend to throw myself into these things. <laughs> <laughs> so um, did that involve like follow-on tours and headline yeah. acts, did uh, festivals, that kind of thing? Yeah, like the, the first trip I did with them was to Australia, I think, with Future to the Left. Um, wow. We played the festival with um, NERD. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. And that was, I think I'd only been in the band for like four or five months then. It was, yeah. Um, and our, manage, our management were in America, so we did a lot of gigs out in New York. We'd like pop up to New York for a couple of gigs, come home and... Fair play. <laughs> It was just the complete opposite to being a runner. <laughs> <laughs> it was the complete opposite. And then, yeah, I just started partying even harder. And there was just no turning back then. I, I, I tried to jog and keep fit now and again. I remember taking my kit on an American tour. Did like three or four week American tour. Right. And I probably ran twice. I probably ran <laughs> twice. <in all> <laughs> oh my God. Um... That's insane. How you go from being like a finalist in the world indoor champs to touring the world in a rock band. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I don't know. Like, I, I just I just wanted it. I wanted it the same as I wanted to be a good late to meet a runner. I just, yeah. I, I think, like, I just get convinced these are the, the things that will kind of not bring peace, but just like make me feel like I'm always creative in stuff, you know? Um, and the same with running, like I, I ran because I wanted to prove myself that stopping rugby was the right thing to do. Um, so I, maybe like it's part of me, I'm always have to convince myself that this is the next thing that needs to be done to get over the disappointment of something before it. I think that's what it is. It's almost, um, so I think, it's almost like you, you uh, what, 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 what am I trying to say? It's almost like you're rebounding after losing a missus. So you chuck your something straight into something straight into something else. That's what it is. As soon as I stopped running, I was necking being a rock star. I was yeah. That's what I was looking about. I'm trying to rebound. I don't know what do you like that? So what's the what what was the highlight of that then? Of, of that bit of your career? Well, the music. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, probably like because it's almost like your parents have a newspaper cut in, so probably winning like what Welsh album of the year was good. Um, so I got to do like the live interview on the news in double denim with like fake leather. No, there wasn't double denim. I had like fake leather trousers on because we'd just come back from tour. <laughs> I didn't have any clothes, so I bought a pair of fake leather trousers. So being on the news, talking about that album a couple of years after being professional athlete was a highlight. I think it was just yeah, and lots of people looked in touch. They were like, last time we saw you, you were you were running for Britain or Wales, and now you're on TV with like fake leather trousers on. What's going on? <laughs> Touring America was amazing, like, like absolutely amazing. Um, kind of because I did English at uni, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite books was On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Yeah. So I literally got to do that trip all the way around America and get paid for it. Fair, it was fair. amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Like, like, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Um. How many albums did you produce So I did two with Future to the Left, yeah. and then I left. Um, my band before that, Strange News from Another Star, we did a load of EPs and one album. And now the Vague Bodegas, we've done one album. Yeah. yeah. Vague Bodegas is like, they're all my mates from school. Right. Uh, and if things went a bit sour in Future to the Left, and I realised, if I'm going to do a band, I'm going to have to miss you with my friends. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I can't just be with the people who are not my mates and do all this cool stuff. So I thought, right, I need to do some of my friends from school. So that, that's what the Vague Bodegas is. Oh, fair play. What kind of stuff fair. do they play? It's, it's varied, which is why nobody likes us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of it is, oh, it's like, it's kind of super grassy, right. and then the two heavy ones in there. There's one song called A Complete History of Witchcraft, which is quite metally, I guess. Right. Um, but then I ruin it by singing about eating pizza on an easy jet flight and stuff like that. So it sounds metally, and then I start singing and ruin it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the mi- it's a mixture. It's a mixture. It's, it's amazing how I always manage to bite my tongue. <laughs> when I talk about Future the Left, I still big them up and find the things I enjoyed about being in that band. <laughs> oh, it was really good to chat to David Martin Jewell and I'm going to, we're going to delve back in, don't worry, we're going to dive back in, um, but I'm going to skip the, the next bit, I think, because I mean, check, I want you to listen to his podcast as well. The full interview is on there, but these little bits ser- I served quite well as introductions to myself, I guess, because this podcast has been going on since January now, and I, I've never really spoke about uh, what am I on about? Of course, I spoke about myself, but I've never really, I've never had questions asked to me like that, and it's never been a conversation as there. So I, I hope, like, if you don't know me, I guess. I hope it's nice to hear some other stuff about what happened in my life previously. So I'm going to skip uh, towards the end now of our chat because um, one thing I really wanted to thank David for was that he he puts on a slightly half marathon and that came 
it's such a, like a key time for me last year when I started running again. It was early in the year. I don't want to say one month because I'm going to get it wrong. I, my brain is dehydrated. I think it was January or February. No, it was February. It must have been February or March. Anyway, he 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 runs and organises a Slethney Half Marathon. And that came at a time for me where um, I was making quick progress with the running. I was losing a lot of weight and, you know, I was still quite excited by it. You know, it was all new to me. But I didn't really know where I was going with it, you know, as well as good as it was to start losing weight and feeling healthy. I I would, I guess deep down I knew that wasn't going to be enough to see me through the whole year. So I did a slightly half marathon and it just gave me like a taste of competition again. You know, not I wasn't not running anywhere near the standard I was used to when I was younger, but it was really nice just to. I don't know, just to compete against myself and, and set myself some new goals, which is like the, the first time I've done that since I stopped running. It was, you know, I'd completely wiped the slate clean so that none of the times I ran a track no longer mattered. It was just all about setting new goals. And and that just slightly half marathon did that for me. So it was good to chat to him and I just got a chance to thank him for that. And we talked about the events he puts on and I, I'm just re- genuinely intrigued to know um what's happening in the in the running like on the organization side of things now now that this uh this pandemic is happening so i I was just so happy they got to ask him about about stuff like that so we'll we'll skip to that part of the interview and um, i'll report back i i I have a lot of questions now jim so have you got anything for me yeah i've got a few for you first of all i want to thank you I want to thank you for the Slefty Half Marathon because that was the first thing I did when I started running again last year. Was it? I was trying to train in, yeah, and then I, I did a Slefty Half and it was just amazing. It's the first half marathon I've done and I absolutely loved it. Oh, was so, it? Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, it was amazing. Like that, I probably, I think I probably would have quit running if it wasn't for that. It just fell at such really? a good time. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I was like, I, was, I lost five stone last year. And I was kind of struggling. I was getting injured a lot because I was so heavy. And I was trying to run like I used to, um, and kind of no purpose really. And then I did the fatty half, and it just gave me such a, a buzz to keep on running for the rest of the year. It was amazing. Like it just absolutely just propelled me, like motivation-wise. That so, is um, brilliant. Do you know what? Yeah. Right? I think I think hearing that an ex Team GB um, athlete lost five stone could, could, that could have got skimmed over so easily right yeah but i i've i like i said as i was looking up um, a couple of things on you um you did gain a few pounds didn't you yeah yeah totally yeah totally um so after Tlesley off um last year as the catalyst which you know what i'm so so happy that our paths crossed Kind of yeah. without even knowing, you know that, that's yeah. nice. That is that's really nice. Um, I think on, it kind it? of like it showed me a route as well, which is like my favourite route now, which I probably wouldn't have found before around the back of Machinis. Right. I that's one of the reasons I started running in the morning because just so I can get down there before work because yeah. just that little stretch of I just love running down there. And that was the first time I ran there on on the thirty half, and I was I was running, struggling. Don't get me wrong, I was in a lot of pain. I was just looking around. This is amazing. This is on my doorstep. This is amazing. Wow. So I probably, I don't think I would have found it. Good God. There we are. Oh, that's that's good. Isn't it? That's that's really nice. That's really nice. Well, thank you. And then yeah, the next one I did then was the Great Welsh Half. Okay. 
one of yours as well. And I yeah. love that. And like, yeah. So those those two races quite close to each other just just helped me get the momentum I needed to run until the end of the year, basically. And and kind of I don't know realized that I missed missed the competition, even though I mean it wasn't like being on the track. It was just something about it that I, I'd gone from running just to get healthy and get get just to feel better to thinking. Oh, there's other levels to competition. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to be always operating at the top. You know, find some find some goals closer to you. And, and those two races definitely, like, just yeah, it would just open my eyes to that other world of running. Really. That's brilliant. Yeah. That is brilliant. So yeah, I, I was going to ask you, like, what 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 do you think now to, to the future of running this year? Kind of big events like that. I I um I don't know. <laughs> I really, really don't know. I, I heard an interesting thing on the on the news this morning. Um, I try to watch the news before the kids get up, and then yeah. I watch the news when the kids are in bed, particularly the younger yeah. kids. Um, but this guy was this doctor this morning was saying, like, there's no reason why park runs can't come back. Right. Because this guy seemed to think that you could set it up in such a way with the marshalling where social distancing is maintained because it's not a race. Yeah. So I thought, that's interesting. That's really interesting. And it could be a really good indicator that kind of this curve they wanted to flatten is going in the right direction. Yeah. Um, But then you've got Germany who are behind Britain significantly in like the death toll and everything else. Yeah. Banning mass events into October already yeah. Um, yeah. so the Berlin Marathon's postponed or cancelled yeah um, Oktoberfest is cancelled and it's things like that you know how do you go from an event of a million people with Oktoberfest being postponed so far in the future and a guy talking yeah. about park run for a couple of hundred going ahead so it's really difficult to say do you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah, I, I look at so much I look at so many different things about things that will influence and affect um, the events world it's really hard to kind of see straight down the middle and say yeah by then we'll have some good guidance and some good answers but I think the, the, the world of running events could change considerably yeah yeah in what way what way there's, are you thinking there's so much there's so much needed from a tactile perspective where we have volunteers handing out drinks. Right, yeah. I know we can, put people, we can give people gloves, which we do, um, cups of water, bottles of water. What's the right approach? Um, yeah. Do you really give out energy gels? Again, the same thing. Do you have to put a volunteer in a mask? What does that tell a runner? If, you, yeah. if you're taking a bottle of water from a volunteer in a mask. Um, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's all those messages, isn't it? It's the unsaid yeah. thing you're looking at. Um, and at the finish line, uh, you know, we, we have catchers who are there to help people if they collapse and whatever else. Um, what do they do? You know, we don't want to put them in hazmat yeah. suits. We want it to be friendly and fun. So, um, I honestly, I, I, I have no idea. Um, it's crazy because I was only thinking about it from runner's point of view. Yeah. You know. Um, but when you put it like that, you just you obviously realise how much more to the event it is than just the actual participants. Oh, absolutely. You know, if, if you take 
if you take the, 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 the portaloos we have and someone goes into the toilet, do we have to sterilise it before they, it's used again? Yeah, like, do you mean? Yeah. It, I, yeah. You know, this is all brand new territory. I got a visitor. Yeah. I'm not going to tell this one to get out. He's my favourite. Come here, you go. Hello. Say hi. Say hi. Hello. Say hi. Hugo's my favourite. <laughs> my favourite four-year-old. How do you do it? Just kiss. Ah, uh, good boy. Yeah, so um, from the runner's perspective, I think you'll have a big appetite. <laughs> this will be hard to edit, but <laughs> <laughs> we're all in. Welcome to the Megabus. Uh, right, let me finish. Can I finish talking? Can I? I'll be out now. Go on, give me five minutes. I'll be right back. I promise. Go on, quick. So, <laughs> I, I think you'll have a runner's desperate to get back out. And you'll have runners really paranoid to get out. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? It's kind of like we were saying, you know, there's more and more people running in now. Um, but then you as a as a race organizer, I guess you're chomping a bit in a way to capitalise on that, it? Like getting mm. them all racing. Yeah. But then you've got to think of you know, like like hairdressers, isn't it? I bet there's people who got hairdressing companies who can't wait to cut hair, but yeah, you, yeah you absolutely, have... yeah. Yeah, that's what this thing is. This horrible <laughs> silver thing on my chin. I thought I still picked of you without did it just doesn't look like you. No, I know. I um I, I thought right, for lockdown I'm gonna grow a beard. I can't grow hair. So so I'll do this. <laughs> and um oh it's a nightmare. It's the worst thing yeah. I've done. You know, this is me suffering. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm keeping it there for, until until it has to go. Until it has to go. <laughs> Um yeah, so uh, that's, I think I said, is there anything else? I was, yeah, I was interested, right, with your, you got like a, a construction background of you? Or I have, like, yeah. Yeah, that's my, I, yeah. I did, I did construction and project management at university. Yeah. And then I spent the best part of 20 years in um, project management. And what, what, how, how did you get into event organising then? What, what was it? I got, Do you just think these guys on site could have more fun if they had vests on? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got, I just got fed up of um, construction. Yeah. It, it's a it's a tough industry. It suffers, um, like in the last recession, it suffered really quickly, really badly. Um, yeah. And I, I just got, just got fed up of it. And Swansea didn't, yeah. have, Swansea didn't have a half marathon. So, um, yeah, right. So, wow. me and my mate, we just thought one day, come on, let's have a go. Let's see if um, we can set one up. Yeah. And um, I knew, I reckon, I knew 80% of the planning, maybe 85% of the planning. Um, so, we took it out to Swansea Council. Um, and the rest is history. This would this would have been it, our seventh year this year. Yeah, because it was 2014, was it the first the one? First one, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it's hard to imagine that half marathon not existing. I know it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's like it's like ideal, isn't it? It's such a good course and everything. It's, it is. Um, um, and and the thing the thing that really bothered us is we started running together. Um, it was a it was us initially, back in 2012, I think, and. Um, we would always wonder, how could Slesley have a half marathon and Swansea doesn't? Yeah. You know, because the Slesley half existed for ages. 
Um, and then, you know, like I say, in, in 2014, we um, we managed to get it off the ground, and um, yeah. it's grown ever since. Oh, amazing! Amazing. So those project management skills were quite easily transferable into it's just project management, really. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. You know, it's like I, I just like hearing about the organisation side of it, like you were saying about races can't return because of all those other things that go on. It's just it blows my mind, you know, because. I've always just been a competitor. Someone's taken part of it. It's just, I don't know. I, I just like to hear about behind the scenes stuff. I just genuinely love it. Oh, the, the stuff we deal with behind the scenes, honestly, is it, there's so many different aspects of what we do. Um, the safety side of it is, you know, it, it's hot. It's a hot topic. Um, it's yeah. just going to get hotter now. It's going to get um, a yeah. lot more demanding. But. Um, I, I love what I do, absolutely love what I do. We bring thousands yeah, of people together, you know, everyone's getting fitter, healthier, happier. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's great. It's a great job. Oh. I've just been in, oh. Thanks, Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> he's finally got his way. He's, he's in the podcast. Is it right last year you did the London Marathon, did you? Yeah, it's my second time. I've done it twice. I did it in um, 17 and 19. Wow. Good. And, um, I loved it. I've done yeah. I've done three of the majors. Um, Have you? Yeah. Go on, do it please, quickly now. Come on. So I did, um, I was t in 2015, um, it was the launch party for Swansea Half. And that morning I was told, never run again. Because I got no, arthritis in both sides of my hips, and this right. this um, older generation consultant said to me, uh, "Well, you'd be foolish to run." So I said, "What do you mean, marathons?" He said, "No, anything." And I left no it way. really, really flat. And um, that night, I had to give a presentation and gee myself up and everybody else up. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I give a shut up, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> My house is like bloody padding the station. Um, so, so um, I had to G myself up to sell the race and blah, blah, blah. And it really hit me. And then a mate of mine is a surgeon and we were having some drinks one night. And I said to him, um, I've been told this about my, he said, uh, how old are you? And I told him, I, I can't remember, early 40s. And he said, uh, put it this way, if you gain weight now, at your age, it'll do more damage than the running will. The running right, yeah. isn't going to affect you in the way this guy is suggesting. So I was like, oh, okay. And instead of researching what he said, I just jumped on it as it was matter of fact, regardless of anything. I entered New, yeah. York, New York Marathon. I got into London. Within like a, a week or whatever it was, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of I, I got the bug back in a massive way. So I've done New York, London twice, Berlin, um, and been to many places around Europe doing marathons. Um, Good. Oh, I love it! Absolutely love it. Because my job now is I love running. Yeah. And I'm a project manager. Yeah. And they just like that. Amazing, you know. Yeah, amazing. So, um, yeah, quite lucky, really. It's it's a it's a it's a good 
it's a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's very rare you do a job you love. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Utilizing skills oh, you've been trained in. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Because I'm not a broadcaster. I'm, you know, this is... I'm just talking to you. <laughs> just having a chat. I am an hour and I, you know, occasionally swear and, you know, <laughs> whatever else. I've been quite good at these, actually. I'm foul-mouthed, generally. But um, I, I, I'm on my best behaviour when I'm recording. So um, I can't do it. I'm sure my wife I'm just made the right of me. Look, like, I, I, I don't know. For someone from Chalky, I, 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 need, I need to start straight a bit more, I think. <laughs> Ah, so um, so what do you see then the the future for events from your side of things? What what do you think will change? I think there's going to be um like a uh, I think there's going to be a real clear division between like elite and the rest, um, and I think that's going to be. I'm looking forward to just seeing what happens that because I think. I, when I stopped running, I stopped following it altogether. Right. Um, and now I'm running again. I'm reading about people running on the road, particularly. And it just seems to be taking off a lot more than I ever remember. Mm. Like, ever remember. I can't remember so many people racing on roads. Like, I, I can't even remember. Like, I didn't even do a 5K on a road or a 10K on a road, anything, when I was when I was a track athlete. No. And I've been just seeing that people's running careers are, start, are lasting longer. Yeah. Because people are finding out more about it and... You know, people are, are educating themselves about running a bit and they, they're making a career that last longer. So I, I think running on the road is just going to get bigger and bigger. Um, unfortunately, I think just track athletics is, I think it's really struggling because I, it's just not exciting to watch, just the way it's televised and stuff. It's just, I don't know, I don't think it's capturing people's imagination as much as like maybe watching a marathon on the TV or something, you know? Yeah, which is strange because after 2012, You'd have thought, you know, the BBC or whoever would have jumped on it and it would have been a big push to get the next yeah. generation through and really start going to town on the athletics. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's not all about the 100 metres. No. Every race is exciting. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. And 100 metres for me is the least exciting one. It's yeah, the least it's, exciting. You sit there, you blink three times and it's finished. Over, it's you know. over. Um, and like from a point of view of like my my son now who's three, say he starts running, I would kind of be edging him more towards like being a marathon runner on the road or something. Or you know, I, I was just like I, I've done the track, and you know, as great as sport as it is, I think you're gonna enjoy racing on the road a bit more. It's more variety. And, competition is not so clear cut it's just beating the clock it's more of a race and i don't know i don't know i'm just i'm just genuinely excited to kind of be running on the road a lot and get a chance to run races now i'm 37 on the road and i just think road running is going to take off but not like the elite level is going to keep getting better and better i think on the road but i just think there's going to be these people like club runners like myself who are just are going to find their own little world and like their own yeah. little successes and that which you won't get on the track you know no, I, know what like you mean. Track, I think you, it's so driven towards like getting our British vest getting yes. into the major champs but yes. on the road it's like it's, it's about beating yourself more and bettering yourself so I just love it like I think running now is going to the towards going towards the way it should be which is just about being the best version of yourself really and yes and not doing it for other people, so. Oh, that's right, I like that. Be the best version of yourself, that's cool, that is. 
That's why I just think it's going that way. And yeah. Like, definitely, I, I would never chat when I was impressed after thinking about the mental health benefits of doing six, four hundreds in the rain on a track. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I would never go home and say, oh, do you know what? I was feeling a bit stressed, but I did those 400 in the rain and yeah, I feel better. Yeah. But I'd get up at six o'clock in the morning for a gentle pod and I'd be like, I feel, I feel like I can finally respond to that angry email now. It really does set you up, doesn't it? If you go out in the morning. Yeah, totally. It yeah, really, totally, really yeah. does set you up. That's got to be a good thing because I just think anything that brings people closer together now is amazing. And Closer and together, but with the, within two metres. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Um, I think that's it, Jim. We've done it. We've done it for almost an hour. Is this your longest podcast, by the way? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like I'm bored. I keep you. about half hour. Half hour. And I, well, I, I'm doing it on my own, and I just feel like I'm just gone. Yeah. I'm gone insane after half hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's been good, mate. It's been really good. It's been nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. We are friends in real life, Facebook and Twitter now. There so. we are. Look, we can, we can actually put proper faces and things. And the whole trinity of friendship in, right there. Indeed, indeed. Um, right, nice one, mate. Much appreciated. I hope you enjoyed that. My kettle has just boiled. It's taken an hour. That's when the downfall is to keep in the filament and the, the water two metres apart. It takes forever to make a cup of tea. So that was me now past me and past and present David so the four of us driving the mega bus tonight it was a quantum bus to the Ritz and for me that that episode doing that episode with David is has been I don't know it's really highlighted something which has become important and uh, yeah just important and kind of special about the lockdown is reaching out to people who've not met in real life and, and forming these friendships so he's recommended a lot of music which I've been listening to and run reviewing he's a, he's a real big music fan which is great and you know I've by doing that then by doing these running reviews I've connected with people I've never met before and I don't know without even leaving the house you you've still got that I kind of the human desire to connect with people is still going on do you know what I mean it will just keep going out there not in a David Icke 5G way but you you will you will find friendships and you'll find things in common with people without without leaving your house so I don't know I I, I kind of know what I'm trying to say and I, I hope you do too it's a it's a bit like sitting on a real megabus and the stranger next to you has finished his quavers. He's got dust on his fingers. He's got some quaver dust on his fingers. You get a wet wipe out. You clean his fingers. And then your friends. That, that's what that was like. And it was nothing like that at all, was it? Anyway, that was it. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'll, I'll do another one soon. I've been, I've, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't too traumatic creating something in the house today. It wasn't too bad. I've, I've dug a big hole in the, gar in the garden. And I've chucked all my ideas in there. And hopefully it'll grow into something nice. And then the fruit of that tree will go to you and you'll you bite it and hopefully the skin of my idea apples won't get stuck between your teeth. This is all going crazy, but please check out um, Front Runner Events. Please, honest, check out his podcast. It's great. He did a really good one with my friend James Thee. Um, and also, do the Clatty Half Marathon. Come down here, no matter where you are, come come to Clatty, do the Half Marathon. I'll be doing it next year. You're more than welcome to stay at my house. Um, you'll notice it because it's the only semi-detached house in Clarity with a mega bus parked outside and I've got two goldfish which scream during the night so please don't let that put you off until next time stay safe wash your hands wash your feet wash your teeth wash your eyes wash your ears wash everything and um, we'll be back for more weekly nighttime commutes to a better version of yourself
Take care.